Hello. Hello. Hello, Gerald. Yeah. Go ahead and get started. I don't know where he's at. I don't either. I'm just trying to call him. I'm trying to call you. Yeah. Well, I went the back door and I had to come back through the front door to open it up. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead here and play the introduction. I don't know if I can. It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Yes, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this uh, uh, 22nd day of uh, February, 2014, and uh, we're here for the Bachelor Hour, so we're glad you all tuned in. And if you would like to call in with a question or a comment, uh, please do so. Our call-in number is 347-237-4819. Now, our call-in number, once again, is 347-237-4819. And uh, uh, we're going to discuss a little bit today about some of this uh, claims process, some of the problems that veterans run into uh, after they've, you know, kind of after they've won their claims. Uh, There's a lot of things that just don't end there. It it goes on and on. Uh, And you have to stay up to date with all the current laws. Uh, applying to uh, veterans' issues, uh, but anyway, how you doing today, John? Well, I guess uh, we'll we'll go from. I'm doing okay, Gerald. Sorry about that. I get a little bit uh, off kilter here for a couple of seconds, but uh, I'm doing okay. Beautiful yeah. day out here in Kentucky. Uh, sun shining. It's probably close to 60 degrees. Uh, a lot better than what it has been, but it's going to go back to what it was here a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I think tomorrow it's going to make a big change. Here in Missouri, at 71 degrees and sunshine, yep. uh, and boy, that feels pretty nice. Uh, Enjoy every minute of it, buddy. Yeah, uh, because tomorrow it's uh, we have another cold front coming in, and uh, that's uh, not good <laughs> for mm. us. You know... What they always say, if you're in front of the front, you're going to stay warm. But if you're behind the front, you've, you've had it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, well, with mm. that. <laughs> yeah, it's a coming uh, on through here. Uh, so, yeah. And it'll be headed your way. <laughs> it'll be here tomorrow, probably. Yeah, I'm only too glad to send it to you. <laughs> it takes about a day to meander from Missouri to Kentucky, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, we seem to be on the same plane there. Yeah. But, uh, go ahead. Got a couple of folks that they might call in today. We'll see what happens. Uh-huh. Got it out there, so if they call in, it's fine. But kind of want to discuss uh, some things on claims issues, especially after you've been raided. And uh, the VA likes to do what they call re-examinations. And uh, what that is, you see, if you're raided for a condition that's not considered permanent, and they'll go in after a couple of years and re-examine you to see if you've improved. And a lot of times they'll uh, do the examination, and uh, the doctor will write a report to the office, and they'll send you a big letter. If you was 50% for a condition, they can bump it back down to 20 or whatever, you know, the rating calls for for that improvement, I guess we call it. Same thing happens on uh, convalescent ratings. Say if you have a procedure done in a hospital over a service-connected condition, say you had uh, neck surgery or something like that, you know, well, you got a hospital you're supposed to have, what, eight weeks to recover in? Uh, something like that. Uh, it'll mm-hmm. vary. depends on, you know, the extent mm-hmm. of the operation. But... Well, they'll pay you 100% if it's service-connected for the operation, and then they'll 
reduce it down to the residuals afterward with a pretty thorough exam. So, but that happens if your condition is not considered static. And a lot of folks get confused on the word static. It has nothing to do with static electricity. Okay, static means that it's not likely to change. And how they get to that or how they actually decide if somebody's static or not, I guess it's the medical personnel that actually make the recommendation. But uh, I've seen a lot of folks uh, static still have exams. So keep in mind that the VA can examine you even if you have no future exam scheduled for any reason. So the best thing a veteran can do once he's rated is to keep going to your doctor and keep your appointments pretty much steady. And that way, if you know there's no improvement stuff, you know, the, it'll be that they'll have a paper trail and they can just look at the record and say, well, he's, you know, he's static and he'll continue to say. And if it goes over a period of time, they could, you know, ask for a review and look at you. Unless if you haven't changed in a certain amount of time, then they might go ahead and make the permanent total. So. You know, it can work either way. It can be good or bad. So, but uh, another issue, if you are IU, it doesn't matter what your rating is, if you're 60 to 90% IU, you're going to get a letter in the mail every year saying, have you worked? And you better ask that sucker to send it back in. And if you have worked... That's a timely thing, too, isn't it, John? Yeah, if you don't have it in a certain amount of time, they'll they'll pull that out of you in a hurry. Yes, they will. Yeah, and take you back to your regular rating. So, you know, stay on top of that. I've seen it happen to so many veterans. Over the last year, I've seen it happen to several. And I know a couple actually did go out and work, and time that information got, they 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 went back to their rating until they lost their IU and had to pay some money back. That's what I hear, Gerald. Yes, uh, actually, uh, I know some that's had to pay money back, and they was lucky they didn't end up in jail because yeah. it is fraud. And uh, it is. I mean, if you get an IU, that means you're not able to work. And that's true. And what you're not able to work. Work, don't work. Uh, I mean, my land, uh, but if. If you're able to work, don't ask for IU. Go work. You know, that's that's your prerogative. I mean, if you're able to work, by all means work. You have something to do and and, and uh, keep you busy and what have you. In many cases, I think a person's better off of working than a veteran if they can. Unfortunately, there's many that cannot. And and so if if you're asking for IU, be you know you know you're you're pretty boarded up. You can't hold a job. And that's it. Well, you know that's things we have to face. You know because it's a definite double-edged sword. You know if you're not working, you can't work, and that should be considered something they can take care of. Uh, that's right. And uh, yeah. whatever you do, don't ask for IU if you're. But if you're if you're not able to work and and uh, don't hesitate, put in for IU because mm-hmm. it's all the better if you can get it. Um, it's all the better. Yeah, but um, I know something. I something that also want to emphasize is. No matter where you're at in your claims process, whether you've just started your claim or whether you're at the circuit court, it is in your best interest to have an updated copy of your claims folder in your hands. And you need to request that folder. You would not believe the amount of information in the claims folder if you start looking at it. And... Looking at it can help you decide, actually decide your claim. You know, because the VA, they don't look at everything. You know, they say they do. But they'll top sheet a lot of stuff, and they get confused, you know. It's a lot of paperwork. So get a copy of that claims folder. 
and get a copy of your mental section service medical records or service record too because it is definitely definitely an advantage to the veteran when he's doing dealing with his claims process. Uh, you know, wouldn't that uh, claims folder be uh, wouldn't a good place to keep that would be in your death file? Uh, yeah. I think every veteran should have a death file uh, mm-hmm. in case they were to pass on or get killed in an accident or something. At least their spouse have an easier time of it of uh, getting their DIC. Mm, uh, yes, there it is. And uh, having all that material in one place, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just just because uh, you won your claim, uh, service connection, and it it you know actually don't matter what percentage, it, it still you have to to keep up to date, keep your paperwork, uh, your progress notes uh, all together and uh, uh, in a file and. And that should be readily available in case uh, you was to pass on or, you yes. know, some unforeseen incident happened. Uh, uh, it'd make it so so much easier because uh, I suspect there's been a lot of spouses not awarded DIC because they didn't have uh, all the pertinent information they needed, and and the VA is not too good at helping you. <laughs> That's you true. You gotta have it yourself. Yeah, they're yeah they jump in to help you, all right. Hell, there's a non-adversarial system, you know. Uh, uh, you know, so. if you get your claims folder, and Gerald's right, you know, I mean, we have a. a Forum on had it. It kind of deals with that stuff, you know. And uh, we've got some experts on there that's dealt with this, and they've fortunately they feel free to talk about it. And uh, there's a lot of information on there what the veteran has to do, especially you know because if he dies from a service connected condition, you know his wife gets DIC, so she's got to file that like a claim. And if you got a claim ongoing, you know that you got a chance of passing away. You need to get an accrued benefits claim or something like that. And get it in there before you pass away. So she can collect any retro money owed, you know, on behalf of your claim or your survivors. But let's do this step by step. Okay, you request your C file and your, you know, your claims folder, which is basically called a C file. It's the same situation. Your military medical records. You make a list to your spouse what what she has to do. You know, the death certificates and A B C D. You can put it on paper. You can put it on a computer disk. Where are you going to keep it? The girl says keep it in a death file. Well, that's pretty good. You take that death file, and most successful veterans get a little bit of retro money. You know, some get a lot, some get little, but I would spend a thousand dollars or so, or twelve hundred or whatever it takes. I'd go to Academy, Dick Sporting Goods. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Bass Pro Shops, even Lowe's. I would find the biggest gun safe, fireproof gun safe that they have. And I would put that safe in the house, in a room, and have it put in, bolted down and everything. And I would keep everything in there. You know, you put your gun stuff in it too, but that safe is fireproof. And get the strongest fireproof rating one you can find. So in case you just have a fire or something like that, or waterproof too, you know, it floods or whatever, everything will be safe inside that safe. That's very important because that paperwork is gold. Yes, it is. You know, you don't want to lose it. And all important papers are especially. And uh, another thing, you should have it on a... Uh, Oh, I have these flash drives now, uh, a flash drive, uh, or uh, if, you know, if you have time or have the know-how, put it on flash drives or or disk. I like flash drives over disk because you can make uh, copies real easy and you could have multiple flash drives and and, uh, keep that with family members or whoever, you know, your children or whatever. Put in a safe deposit box. Or in a safety deposit box, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, get like a that. large safety deposit box. Yeah, you okay. can put it, you can you can take some flash drive to flash drive and copy and save everything on several, several different flash drives. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That way, you know, 
Uh, deaths deteriorate over years. Uh, I don't know how many, uh, what, how long they last, but I do know they deteriorate. And uh, I suspect flash drives do too, but there's much easier to deal with uh, to handle, and it's, it's not difficult to make a couple, couple uh, copies. So. Well, that also goes for different things, too, you know. I mean, you've got a house, if you own a house or whatever, you know, you can take all your pictures and stuff, too, especially if it's on digital cameras. And you can take those SD cards out, too, and put them in a Ziploc bag, and you can have them transferred to a flash drive or put them up, too. Yes, absolutely. You know, anything like that, because, I mean, it's, you know, you have to do that. And also what I would do, you know, just for uh, purposes, I'd get a video camera, a good video camera. I'd have the house cleaned up, and I'd go through every room, open all the cabinets and everything, and slowly video everything in your house. That's a good idea. Uh, and put that up too, because if you have a fire or something happens, you know you have to, you know, you got to deal with insurance companies, and you can show them what you have. You can look at that video camera, you know, and you can print pictures off or whatever you can do, and freeze them, and you can put down, I got this, 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 and this, you know, and then you can do it. That makes it a lot easier, especially if you have a fire and lose everything, even a tornado. Yeah, a tornado, I'll tell you, you'd be surprised what you lose in a tornado, and, and uh, you, sometimes you don't miss it. If you don't have a, a permanent record of everything, like John said, take a... a Take a movie camera and slowly uh, put it all on a movie or on a disc. Mm -hmm. Put it on a disc. Or on, uh, what do they call them cards and them cameras? SD. Uh, SD cards. Anyway, you can put a lot of data on them. uh, Well, you can get an SD card up to 32 gigabyte. That's actually got more room than those disc thumb drives now. Well, yeah. It's bigger than most computers. I mean, it used to be what they used to be. Uh, So... You can put all your data on that. Uh, we do a lot of film stuff with those SD cameras. Yeah. You know, those SD cards. And, That's uh, one way of getting a permanent record of things. And, uh, because uh, when you're dealing with an insurance company, uh, they want proof of everything. And they want it all. They want your receipts where you bought it. Uh, yeah, they do. I don't know anybody keeps all their doggone receipts. I guess we should. Well, the way I see it is, if you you need to, uh, if you want to buy something, you got to use a special credit card or a debit card. If you're going to buy something, uh, or use money orders and or keep your receipts. That way, you might have a record of it, but the bank's going to have a record of it. Yeah, uh, uh, that's uh, what we started doing using just one mm-hmm. card, and that way we got a, a permanent record that's not in in the house. And we could always call that up when we need it and get it from the company. Yes, we can. So yes, we uh, can. What it takes. Uh, and uh, you have to think in uh, long in terms because I'm here to tell you, you don't know what's coming down the road in the next day or two, mm-hmm. or even in the next thirty minutes. Uh, anything can happen. Uh, Mother Nature can uh, sure sure be surprising at times, and uh, you got floods and tornadoes, and uh, I imagine back east here, in the near future, they're going to be dealing a lot with floods, so if you're living in low-lying parts of the cities and stuff, it's a good idea to start preparing now, because there's going to be flooding, and... uh, They say that uh, the ground's froze so deep that when it does start thawing out, it's going to be it's going to be a mess. Well, we had uh, that storm come through here the night, and uh, some places had a bigger snowpack than others, and they really flooded pretty much. What the snowpack was? Uh, yeah. I just saw reporting news. They found three bodies inside a vehicle this morning in the creek that washed oh, away. No. So yeah. it's pretty ugly, you know, and. Uh, so if you oh. it's you gotta you can't drive in the water, folks. I mean, you know, I mean, you could have a truck as big as mine. I I wouldn't take my truck fit. No, me neither. I tell you, I'd go way out of my road to keep from driving yeah. through uh, water, especially running water. 
uh, running water, I'm telling you, you do not know what's under it. And your vehicle can float. Most cars, what what they say, uh, uh, six inches of water. If it's moving very yeah. fast, it can move your vehicle off the road. Uh, two inches of water can move your vehicle if it's moving fast enough. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not worth a chance. Uh, and remember, folks, you can drown on a tablespoon yeah. or a teaspoon of water. It don't take much. And, yeah. and it's so doggone cold anyway, you'll die of hypothermia if you happen to run off of it to a water-filled ditch or something. Uh, yeah. So you don't know when these things are going to happen, and it pays to have this data put up and uh, make things easier all the way around. But uh, I, I do know that uh, if you're living back east there where they had all this cold weather and snow and ice, if you're living in low-lying low ground, uh, Get all your important uh, paperwork and and uh, important items uh, put up somewhere. Yes, yes, you should. You know, make sure you keep it. And but uh, I'd get one of them waterproof, fireproof safes and put stuff in it. Uh, something you like know. that would work wonderful. You know, yep. you can put a lot of stuff in one of them things. The bigger one you get, the better you can. You know, people can yeah. do that. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you have other things other than paperwork. You got some, some uh, might have some antique items that's irreplaceable or, or family stuff. pictures. And, and Gold, uh, silver. And uh, if you can keep them high and dry, the better off you are. Uh, moisture will sure, sure destroy a lot of, a lot of things. Yeah, that's true. You know what's going on up in this part of the country? What's that? I noticed uh, we've got some issues up in this part of the country. Uh, I learned last night that the family cemetery had been robbed. Family and, uh, cemetery? People, people were stealing all the metal, brass and things like that. You know, people put up for the decorations and stuff for the graves. Yes, yes. Even taking the veteran VA uh, the VA things out, out of the ground for, you know, the footstones. Yeah. <clears throat> the veteran plates, even still in those. I'll be. Then, I'll be. Uh, yeah, well, we don't know what's doing it, but the, even the, the sheriff's department said that uh, uh, people were even going on their front porches and stealing wind chimes and things like that. Wind chimes? Oh, my Everything. Lord. Everything, yeah. Anything metal. Well, metal's yeah. get high. So, uh, yeah. yeah, they'll be stealing anything that's metal. That's pretty sad, but, ain't it? Uh, the graveyard, you would think it had a better upgrade, uh, you know, upbringing than that. Uh, graveyards mm -hmm. are kind of sacred places. And who uh, <laughs> in the world? don't care, girl. <laughs> well, they don't. They have no respect for nothing, not even their own selves. Yeah. Uh, don't they realize that someday they're going to be one of them? Of course, they probably don't even care. It's better than you. So if you've got a cemetery in a certain part of the place, it's out, if it's out in the boonies somewhere, you better go check it. Yeah. Because these people are definitely, definitely struggling. It's there. Everybody's panicking, you know. And it's uh, they're losing their, I guess they're losing their battle against the, against the controlling forces, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh well, poverty does that to people. You'll see all kinds of strange things that you haven't seen in years and years. Uh, so, uh, this is just a horrible situation, and the economy's not getting better. No, it's nowhere near getting better. And, uh, uh, so you have to learn to I mean, all you people out there that's not working, you're going to have to work somewhere. you got to get mm -hmm. it. Even whether you like it or not. I mean, you know, the pay scale ain't going to be much. But you have to move, move. Move. Get to where there's work. You, yeah, you that's what happens. You, 
exist without working. You sure cannot depend on the government. Yeah. Well, I grew up in Appalachia, and uh, I'm here to tell you today that Appalachia supports Appalachia. You know, there used to be a coal industry and things like that, and people were working in the coal mines and doing pretty good. Well, the coal mines moved out because they couldn't get permits for some reason. <laughs> and uh, now there's nothing. You know, people have to leave the part of the country. Yeah. And uh, you can look at the population centers and look at the census reports and see, you know, what it was 20 years ago versus what it is now. It seems like the places that have jobs are booming, but the places that don't have any jobs are losing population left and right. Yeah. So. Uh, and you have to work. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, I don't know what the answer is. Uh, remember remember uh, these days you go without a meal on Election Day. You get to them yeah. polls and you start voting. And uh, vote some of these idiots out of office. <laughs> so I don't want to do it unless you're. You know, <laughs> I didn't think we're not supposed to be uh, too much on. <laughs> Here we are, before we know it, we're going to be running for office, John. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going to be doing any, any, anything like that. We're just telling the truth, you know. That's... Well, it's so easy for it to slip out, you know. Normally, we don't yeah. bring up politics and and uh, let's, let's, bring, let's, let's, let's do it a positive. Let's do it a positive note. Uh, uh, I do encourage people to get involved, and the best way to get involved is, that, you know, if, if you deal with VA claim stuff much, get a hold of your veterans uh, commission for your, you know, your congressman's usually got a veterans commission. Get on the panels and stuff, you know, and see what kind of ideas they're coming up with. Anything from, you know, improving the VA to fixing the VA to tearing the VA down and rebuilding it to, you know, of course it all goes into the two-year plan. Once they delay the two-year plan, you got to do it again, so it's kind of redundant. <laughs> but uh, get involved. Yeah, you, uh, you really have to. uh, uh don't sit back and say it It don't matter it, whether I vote or not. It don't make a difference. Well, yes, it does make a difference. Yeah, it makes a big difference. And uh, start going to vote. My God, people. Yeah, put your word Get out. out there and vote. Um, okay. But, uh, um, you know, I was reading... Uh, uh, John, where I, w- I was reading an article where this guy had seventy uh, percent service connection, mm-hmm. and the VA cut him back to zero. And what was the reason they done that, Gerald? Uh, the reason I could, uh, from reading the story, here's the reason I I come to the conclusion: what only thing I could see would cause an incident like this was uh, someone had asked him if if he had went to his meetings and uh, he had PTSD and of course I guess you're required to go you know they want you to go to these group meetings or what have you and uh, he had missed several Uh, he said he just couldn't make the meetings and uh, this and that and and, uh, so if you don't go to these meetings that gives the VA the opportunity to say, well, my lands, this guy's made such an improvement, he he don't think he needs to go to the meetings and get, uh, you know, get himself looked after. Well, and, that's uh, it. and I think that's probably why he lost it. He was trying to fight it. But I believe now, uh, shouldn't the VA give him a a notice a written notice prior to removing him from from the uh, uh, from his taking his service connection away. Well, it depends on different factors. How long he's been service connected and things like that. You know, uh, 
it depends on what kind of meetings they were. If they were actual treatments and things like that, then I can see that. But if it was just meetings because of the VA said, you know, we got meetings we want you to attend, then I would recommend this fellow go ahead and get an attorney and appeal this thing. Uh, he Happens a lot, Gerald. Yes, I know it does. And, and you know, I would almost bet that he, he probably got a letter. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, you get some doggone much mail from the VA. Mm-hmm. He might have overlooked it and uh, didn't get opened or read or he misplaced it or something. Well, but I haven't I, seen it yet, but I guess I'm assuming that this rating was for post-traumatic stress disorder. Yes, that's what it was. And well, we know we've talked about this in the past. If you serve stuck for PTSD that they're going to look at you with a fine through a microscope for a long time. Yes, they will. And, you know, they think that, well, this guy's improved. Let's, boom, let's go ahead and hook him up. Take, you know, take it down to 0%. Well, 0% saving is a big lick. That's uh, quite a bit of money. And yeah. uh, well, I'm sure he'll get it back, but it's going to take him months to get it back now. Uh, he may get it back, but he may not. Uh, I think he will. If, if they did uh, set out and send him a letter and he ignored it or missed, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, then they would have a good excuse for pulling it. All he's got to do is have a doctor say he hasn't improved. they got to give it back to him. Well, regional, office cannot, regional office does not have any business. They cannot tell you if you've improved. It has to come from a doctor. Yeah. Okay. So they're playing doctor. They're assuming that you're improved. They reduce your rating. Guess what that is? Well, that's uh That's a no-no because they're not allowed to practice medicine. Yeah, they're not allowed to practice medicine. Mm-hmm. So he, he probably has a chance uh, uh, with the proper, proper guidance, legal counsel, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. You can't. Would, and you at can't. 70%, I would suspect he might have had the IU, but it, it didn't mention that. Mm-hmm. You know, I get uh, a little bit disenchanted with things like that. You know, these states need to do a better job taking care of their own veterans. And, uh, they, should, you know, they, they should have followed up. I mean, you know, if he wasn't making the meetings, they should have at least attempted to make contact with him, see what his problem was. Right. Uh, you know, uh, you know yourself, uh, a veteran that has uh, PTSD, he has issues, he has his good times and off times. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he could have just been... Uh, not paying attention. Well, see, these state attorney generals, they can actually, they've got more power than most attorneys do. Uh-huh. You know, and they should be able to help take care of these veterans. You know, that way, because, I mean, you know, you're talking, if you got in a big state with a lot of people, you know, you got thousands of veterans that are going through hell right now. Excuse my French. But they ought to be able to step in and help out a little bit from a legal standpoint, you know. Well, you would think so. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen one do it yet, have you? I don't know of any. I could be wrong. I don't know of any. Um, mm. that's, that is kind of weird. Uh, the state attorney general stepping in and helping? They should. You know, they can do, they've got, they've got more legal leeway than, you know, what uh, deals with that. Of course, they well, say you can't sue the federal government, but the states do it every day. Yeah. You know, they do it every day. So, you know, that's something's got to give, too. It's all, it's a system issue is what it is. Well, you'd have to go through state by state more than likely to get them, get them on board mm. with a project like well, that. Well, it's the 1% rule. You know that, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, so we're small in number, small in stature. Yeah. And, because we're just a number. <laughs> you don't believe me, go to the VA and check in. 
Yeah. <laughs> Watch your last four. Yeah. The numbers game. It's an, it is a game. Why are you it's bothering a, me? <laughs> <laughs> it's a game. The game of life. But no. If a veteran's got a pretty legitimate claim, he's going to have a good chance of winning. You know, I hate to say some veterans have to wait years and years and years and court and BVA and all this other stuff, you know, over issues that should have been decided at the regional office. Well, you know, you're absolutely right. And, yeah. Uh, I, uh, it's wrong as wrong can be, and actually, there must be a way to curtail that. Uh, there must be. There, there must be. There need, Linda Billmans, uh, work, uh, she's a professor at Yale or Harvard, Harvard, I think. Uh, Harvard. She, uh... She come up with the best logical solution for this backlog that of anybody else I've, I've heard speaking. She said, you know, if insurance companies can handle all the people they deal with, mm-hmm. which is a lot more than the 1% of the veterans, you know, uh, <laughs> if they can do that in 30 days, there is no reason why the VA cannot uh, settle a claim in 30 days. There's just no reason, no acceptable reason. Right. And uh, well, and yeah. and she felt as though you put in for a claim, and you had your doctor's stuff and all this and that, all in proper order. Your claim ought to be settled in 30 days, period. And if it's not, they should have to go ahead and pay you uh, whatever percentage uh, that was there. Or, you know, maybe you qualified for 50%, and they should pay you 50%. And uh, if they wanted to spot check these claims... They could, but uh, she figured the rate of fraud was less than half a percent, uh, maybe even right. less. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's not that much fraud involved. I mean, of course, when the VA comes across a case of fraud, they really make a big deal out of it, makes it look like it's worse than it is most of the time. Take, take that denial ability, or the shotgun denial ability away from that. Away from the Department of Veteran Affairs would be similar to the government coming into your house and taking your guns. Well, because they would they would pry it from your cold dead hands. Yes, they would. <laughs> so that's a, uh, you know, it's she's got a really good idea, but it'll never fly. I I don't see it happening. It's it's a shame too because it's a logical situation. You know, mm. logical solution. Is what she come up with, and uh, most of these plans are ostrich plans. You know that. Yeah. It'll never fly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's unfortunate because it would solve the backlog, and the backlogs only continue to grow. So. Mm-hmm. That's what it does. And it's what one and a half million now. Uh, something like that. One point five million. Just enough to scrunch. It makes you scrunch every time you think of all them poor veterans out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of them's in real bad way. Uh, some oh of them's yeah. In a horrible way. And makes you really, really cringe. And uh, you hate to see that. And what can you do for them? I mean. We can uh, do the best we can uh, and work hard at it. Uh, there it had it. Uh, anyone out there listening uh, on the radio, uh, I tell you, you won't find a better website than had it as far as veterans information. Uh, just about any sort of claim that's been filed, uh, 
there'll be information on it there that had it. And uh, uh, you can see how your case is similar to others, and and they'll, and you can even post questions, and and you have a good group of people that will work with you and help you through the details of, of the claims process, which is quite involved now, and that seems like it gets more complex all the time. And uh, it's something else. You, you just and don't be afraid to get an attorney involved when you get your first denial. Unfortunately, those first denials are always um, easy to get. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. That is true. That's so bad, you know. That is so bad. Uh, I'm trying to get a hold of a guest here to call in, so we'll see if it works. Oh, we have a caller. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. If you desire to speak to the host, please press 1 at any time, and the host will be notified that there is a caller in queue. Otherwise, please hold and you will be able to listen to the show. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. Hello. We have a caller? Well, I thought we did. Yeah. Yeah, his volume up too loud. Oh, okay. He had his volume up too loud and it was echoing. And so he dropped out. Oh. Try it again. No, he already left. He's going to come back again, probably. Uh, we'll, put, we'll bring him back. He or she. I think it's Carly. Oh, I got yeah. in here kind of late. Sorry. Oh, here she is. Blog Talk Radio. She got a press. Welcome button. to Blog Talk Radio. If you desire to speak to the host, please press 1 at any time, and the host will be notified that there is a caller in queue. Otherwise, please hold, and you will be able to listen to the show. <coughs> Blog Talk Radio. Got her, Goodbye. Uh, uh, audio Hello? up too high or something. Something's going on. Uh, let me try her off the air. Gerald, you guys go ahead and uh, and keep going. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. I got know, here a little uh, late. Bert, we were we were just discussing here uh, uh, some of the issues with the claims process and uh, how the backlog keeps uh, growing. I think John said he, he thought it was up to about a million and a half, and uh, uh, which is just you know terrible news. It's terrible news, uh, and we got to somehow uh, help these newer veterans uh, get their claims started off on the right right foot. You know, so many of us got started off on the wrong foot and it cost us many years uh, waiting in line uh, and uh, maybe we can work with some of these newer veterans coming back from the Middle East and, and uh, there's quite a few of them I understand filing claims uh, and I think you can look for a lot more. There's going to be a lot of... Okay, we, we didn't have a caller there. It was blog talk. So go ahead, guys. Oh, blog talk. Yeah. Well, let's take, a, let's take a second and pay some bills real quick. Okay, go ahead, John. All right, we'll do that. You're listening to the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com is veterans helping veterans. We leave no one behind. Not on a jungle trail, not on a desert trail, and not on a paper trail. If you want any information about the VA, log on to www.hadit.com.
Well, that was a good uh, message. And, and ladies and gentlemen, don't hesitate. If you have any questions or something, you can go to com. You can uh, uh, post them there, and someone will be glad to help you. Uh, and not only that, uh, I wanted to... Uh, uh, let you know our call-in number is 347-237-4819. So if you have a question or, call, uh, or comment, uh, please call in. Our number, once again, is 347-237-4819. And uh, we'll be glad to talk with you. So just call us up any time here. Mm. Just remember when that when that British chick answers the phone, press one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, can you, she, she's quite a. Can character. you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, you yeah, have a question or dollars. comment, uh, Mike? Do I have a comment? Yeah. Uh, well, there's there's another little pitfall I found out. If you put in a fully developed claim and you uh, add something to it, for instance, I put in one for hypertension, and then recently I had uh, a stroke and some seizures, and uh, I put in for aid and attendance, and what that did was that basically took my claim out of uh, fully developed claim status. Now I'm in the regular process. It's oh, kind no, of a chain that has wheel. to go that way. We kind of yeah, figured that, hamster. Stretch of, you know what? We kind of figured the that way when we talked about it. I called up Little Rock. She told me that it was in Los Angeles. I waited mm-hmm. and called up Los Angeles, and they told me it was in Little Rock. So there mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. VA at work. <laughs> well, they moved your claim 1,600 miles and back in 30 seconds. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's one thing. On one, <laughs> one thing. One thing I want to say is if you if you uh, use Skype and you call up uh, after your VARO has closed, they'll pick up the call centers across the country in Arizona. If you wait one more hour, then it'll pick it up in Los Angeles, so you can find out from that RO where you're at. So. Oh, okay. So you're using the time zone again. Yeah, using time zones against them. That's exactly what I was doing. <laughs> no, so, but just ask, you know, where are you at? <laughs> I used to call up real early in the morning about before my VARO would open, and I would get the one, about two hours before it opened, I'd get the one in New York so New I York could find out Louisville. information. Yeah, they'll tell you the truth in a different time zone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kind of well, they have access to your claim, you know, on the computer, what they have. So, I mean, it's not a bad thing, but, for example, I'm telling you, your claims in California was was a, was, was a total total mix-up. I knew you wouldn't yes, claim was. wasn't in California, because they'd have to tell you to transfer to California. <clears throat> no yeah. way they move it to a place like that if there was a Tiger team or something that done things like that. You know, really some but, uh, strange things going on. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a way of uh, just confusing you a little bit further. So anyway, that well, was my comment. That's why he benefits us. Popped up to keep veterans from calling the 800 number as much. I don't think it's having I much benefit, you know. Yeah. Well, it's all you know. I mean, it's all it's all a countermeasure of some of some sort. You know what happens when you do something. Really strange how they can talk, take a law that's mm-hmm. designed to help something, and they can turn it around and use it against uh, the very thing they're trying to eliminate. So mm-hmm. you take a lot of these veterans too. You know, I mean, a lot, a lot of these Vietnam veterans and Korean veterans. You know, they they didn't grow up with computers. You know, and they're uh, you know majority of them they don't care about a computer. You know, the, probably That's the only computer they got in the house is their DVR control for their TV. Yeah. You know, I never had a computer till I started dealing with the VA, and uh, mm-hmm. I've seen right away that it's impossible to deal with the VA without a computer. 
uh, you can't rely on snail mail. You'd be a hundred years old. Uh, so, yeah. Computer, I mean, you gotta you gotta be in with the times, and it's no picnic running the computer while you're trying to deal with the VA. Yeah, Gerald, you succeeded in that task, though. Well, not very well, but I I don't crash as much. <laughs> well, you're on Blog Talk with us. Uh, you did SVR for years. Uh, you know, you uh, you email stuff, you do files, and things like that. You write letters and you fill paperwork out. You do a lot more to give yourself credit for. Well, at least uh, do what I gotta do. <laughs> no, but a computer is a very important tool when dealing with the VA. And eventually yeah. all planes will be electronic. And that might make the system a little faster because that was a big pusher you know, a couple of years ago was to change everything over to electronic. You know, that, actually that scares me, changing everything over to electronics. You know how we run into all this big mess uh, with the... Uh, Threading of documents and what have you. How how easy is it going to be for them to just hit the delete button now? Or, or well, I think uh, they're going to put a safeguard in to stop that. I I oh I hope they do because yeah. if not, uh, yeah. we have enough trouble with with that sort of thing. Data getting lost or uh, oh you can uh, you can look at some things. You can actually. Uh, if you want some laughs, you guys, go to the www.va.gov and look for the BVA decisions. Just put it up in the search engine and type in BVA decisions. Uh-huh. Click search all and type in crazy things like uh, exact phrase, shredded documents, and put all that stuff in there. And you wouldn't believe some of the stuff that they've caught, you know, people throwing stuff away and shredding documents. And it's all it's all it's all open to the public. Just read that stuff. Yes. You know, it's kinda of like reading a sports page, you know. Yes. But we call it sports page. Back when I was in the Navy, you know, we'd have a we'd have our quarters of muster and when we muster up we'd have people that uh, went to, went to see the captain, captain's master, court marshals. And we'd read those they'd read that to us out loud, you know, who got busted for what. We called that the sports page and everybody was there when that was going on. They nobody wanted to miss that, you know. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like driving down the road seeing an accident when traffic gets real slow everybody's rubbernecking looking over yeah everybody watches NASCAR they watch NASCAR to see the winner they watch to see if they get killed <laughs> yeah well I think you're right <laughs> yeah that's the way it is though. that's the way it is it's life but now that's a good thing to look at, you know. You can read the sports pages and, you know, it gives you something to do because what else are you going to do? Sit there and take your AK-47 on top of the house and watch the mailbox? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who benefits it, taking that role? It takes uh, so long to get a, a claim completed. Uh, you never forgot what it was when you, <laughs> what you piled. <laughs> I believe veterans that deal with this for a long time have got a, have received a certain amount of PTSD just from dealing with this process myself. Well, I think it should be automatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly believe after ten years you you you, you got to get something out of them. Yeah, you set up set up your watch and buy your claim and. Some folks file the claim on Monday and start checking the mailbox on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they put a chair in their front porch and sit there all day long. Uh, I, I sent that in three days ago. I should have had a response by now. I know they got it. <laughs> <laughs> but the e-benefits have become the new mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, it is. It, it gets pretty be, bewildering, and you you have to have maintain a sense of humor while you're dealing with this stuff. It's, it's all so crazy. It, it, it's uh, uh, my land. But I do want to give you guys some comfort. People listening to the show here, I do want to give you some comforting advice. If you're going through this right now, 
and you know you're waiting you're on pins and needles uh, we might make a, you know some comical marks about it but just remember we've all been there and uh, you know Gerald's still waiting he's still going through it we have been there and the reason that com exists today is because of the way the claims process was treated years ago and in the night, 18, 17 years has been here, there hasn't been much change. You know, we've seen uh, the Veterans Claim Assistance Act come through. They changed the wording of the regs. And we've seen Agent Orange regs for the Vietnam veterans come through. We've seen NEMR. It's kind of a history. You know, the biggest change for that the VA's had over the years has been the NEMR regulations. You know, because that helped a lot of Vietnam veterans out. Didn't help the Blue Water folks out too much because once they changed the NEMA regulations, they came in and started adding uh, uh, boots on the ground stuff in Vietnam. And a lot of Navy guys on carrier and stuff never never actually went to shore. Some did. And, uh, and they say, well, the water is too shallow for carriers to get close to the you know, shore. But we know we've had cruisers and supply ships, you know, go next to the rivers and stuff. There's patrol boats and storage went up in the rivers. Unfortunately, those guys that did that are, are you know, the, the eventually won their claims. Yeah, and it was a tough fight, too. It was a tough fight. And uh, It's all a tough fight. You know, the VA is kind of like dealing with clock, clockwork orange. I don't know how many of you have read that, but it's... Uh, about the same difference. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, I take more long lines of Groundhog Day. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> it, it'll make a loony tune out of you. Uh, it is. It's like Groundhog Day. You wake up and go over and over again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, uh, it's a terrible ordeal to go through, but hang in there. If you're right, you're right. Don't give up. That's true. Just well, Mr. Give. Cook, Mr. Sasser, we've got about a minute and 54 seconds left. Anything you want to add before we shut her down today? Too bad we didn't get any callers in today, but we'll try this again sometime. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Just everybody back east there, you keep your feet. Dry and yep. uh, watch out for that high water and uh, get ready for another cold front to come through. I hate to say that. And all you veterans, uh, say a little prayer and, and uh, keep your faith and, and don't give up. That's true. Spring don't, will be here next month, Gerald. Yeah, huh? Spring will be here next month. Well, that'll make everyone feel a little better, I would hope. Yep. So. Uh, yeah, it it should. So. Yep. That's good. Yep, so. Well, we continue to bring these shows for everyone's benefit, you know, and try to help everybody, you know, at least deal with this process. I mean, it's, you know, everything depends on one thing that's getting the nexus involved to get your claim settled and get the VA to play ball and selling your claim so but uh, in closing we've got about 30 seconds left so Drew uh, go ahead and shut her down buddy okay uh, everyone uh, if you have any any uh, research you need to do or any questions or you need any help dealing with uh, veterans issues please go to the habit.com website. Uh, there are people there that will help you. They'll work with you. They'll walk you through. And uh, uh, and they'll support you th- through your claim. I mean, they're, they're good people, and they want to help you. They, you're not going to find any adversarial contacts there. Uh, the people you do deal with are... are they're serious about lending you a hand and helping you best they can. So don't forget that. 
And with with that, this be Gerald Cook will be signing off for now. And thank you, John, for having the Basser Hour. <laughs>